All right. Well, uh, Paul, I know you and I wanted to get together and do a podcast as 2018, 2019, and 2020's uh, most influential in the industry uh, and address this uh, COVID-19 and how we can bring value to our industry peers on running a sustainable business. Uh, we put together a few things that, you know, primarily I wanted to just kind of pick your brain and pull off of you and then also add in some of my feedback. Knowing that Northwest is strategically rounded when it comes to culture and core values with a company of your magnitude and size, how are you guys maintaining that right now? And what is your advice to those watching this podcast uh, in doing that? And that's a, that's a great question. So, you know, over this last month, I guess, right, it's been about a month. seems like it's been longer than that, but it's been about a month. Um, you know, we've, we had to make the transition into being a virtual roofing company, which was, uh, you know, a weird concept for us anyway. And so we've done a lot of things as far as, you know, taking advantage of, you know, zoom calls or things like that. So, um, we felt it was really important because, you know, culture is big for us. And, you know, we started out, to be honest with you, like the first day we're like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta work from home or whatever. So we were doing you know, those conference calls and things like that. It just, it just wasn't there. There was something about, you know, the, the teamwork and, and, and seeing your, your fellow coworkers and things. So that was one of our things for culture we really felt was important was, you know, as far as a Zoom call, I mean, as simple as that is, you know, just when we're up there. And so, you know, as far as culture as we're working right now, we have, instead of everybody like doing their work individually and then, you know, kind of meeting back in the day, we actually have each department um, they'll meet on a Zoom call like literally all day and, you know, the work is up on the computer because you could share deals. Um, we've made sure that, you know, Tom and I, my partner, we're making sure that we're touch checking in with everybody on a daily basis, um, you know, just talking them through things. We don't, we don't want that unspoken to be out there because, you know, people are scared and, and we don't, we've always been, you know, forthcoming with, with any information anyway. And now when people are scared and living in fear because they don't know what's going on, we want to make sure that we're really making, you know, a big effort as far as communication so everybody knows what's going on with the company, you know, because most of, most of our people, um, say I have 40 employees, you know, a pretty high percentage of them, either their spouse or, or their boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever is out of their job. So they're in fear. They're the only income in their household. And so we're, we're talking to them daily. And then we have a big company-wide meeting twice a week. So we're, we're pushed on culture, man. That's, we got to stick together. Yeah, I agree. I know one of the things I did, I was out of the country for the beginning of it. And the first thing I did, in fact, I think I did it while I was still even there, is I reached out to you and I was like, all right, what are you guys doing? So I can you know, put it with what I'm doing and, and make sure that I'm watching people on a greater level than me and make sure that my thing's kind of rolling similar. And one of the things that, that I did is, you know, talking to, uh, CPA and talking to counsel, you know, everybody had this, this is how you're supposed to be doing things. Uh, for me, I really felt and was led to just keep business as usual as much as possible, but in agreeing with what you're saying, but still having that social interaction where you could actually see the person and have the connection. You know, I didn't have as many people connected, but I just made sure I immediately started seeing those people running the business as usual I can and just really still trying to tick, uh, stick to the things that we were all about. So it's funny because that the first thing, the first uh, group meeting that we had, that was something that I started the meeting with was, hey, this is business as, as usual, right? 
it's business as usual because we're we're working from home or doing whatever. And granted, we're still roofing and stuff, but you know, the core group of you know the team you know worked in the office or whatever, and and it was so important to everyone know, hey, it's it's business as usual. And and I reached out to a lot of people as well, you know, across the industry because I wanted to find out like what are you guys doing? What are you guys hearing? You know, how are you doing this? How are you doing that? You know, and and why not, right? Like we we've built a network of people. Um, you know, we're, we're both you and I, you especially are, are fortunate enough with the networks that we have across the country. It's pretty easy to pick up the phone and, and kind of talk to another guy that's, that's hell, we're all going through the same thing right now. How are they looking at it different than we are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Just kind of making sure you get everybody's input on it that you know is making things move and, and, and shape. Right. I know one of the other important things really on my side and, and what I've been looking at uh, that's a little bit different topic from it is how important it's been to work my pipeline. I'd have to say the pipeline that I had in place prior to the COVID-19 has really been a lifesaver for me, but really just trying to churn what I can churn. Obviously, there's going to be some loss in some time like this, uh, which you and I know we've experienced that, uh, but churning that pipeline has been very important. We've done uh, a lot of contracts. Um, The only things that we've done different is we've required a mobilization payment, like without a mobilization payment. Uh, and out and without knowing how the finances are going to proceed throughout the project, we weren't willing to start any, anything. And with the new stipulations that we put together with mobilization payments and payment plans throughout the project, everybody's been working fairly well with us. What are you seeing on your side? You know, we, we have had some jobs fall off, you know, in our pipeline because our pipeline, I mean, that's the lifeblood of our company, right? And that's something that we hit on weekly. We always have you know, the, the reps, we have a big pipeline chart, you know, and it's tiered, you know, hundred percent jobs that, you know, we're just waiting, whatever for a color or something that's going to be turned in after that tier one, tier two, tier three. And we constantly always have hit those. And right now we've doubled down on those deals because that's how we run our company. You know, we have a saying at our company, nothing happens until someone sells something like that's basically how we run our company. Someone's got to sell something for everyone else to have a job and everyone else, you know, to all these things to happen. Um, the pipeline is, has not ever been more important than it is right now because that controls like what we do that controls our marketing for next month or the month after that controls. Can we keep, you know, sales, not sales guys, but some of the production guys in a job. Can we keep the office staff in a job? Because I need to know what's coming in. Do I need to staff up? Do I need to cut back down? And right now with everything that's going on in the world, you know, it's probably the most important thing that you could do is control that pipeline and know exactly. And, and you know how it is, man, with sales guys, sales guys are liars, right? Sales guys are liars. I like to say, you know, you'll, you'll set them down sometimes and you're like, you dig through their pipeline. You're like, ah, yeah, I've got a million bucks in my pipeline. And you know, the easy thing is just to be like, okay, cool. They say I have a million bucks. But we literally, we pound on it and pound on it. And we're like, all right, we're on a Zoom call. Pick up the phone and call the guy right now. And let's kind of see where, see where it's really at. Because we need to know. I can't have jobs. I cannot have jobs in my pipeline right now that they're saying, hey, we're going to roof on May 1st, this million-dollar job, if it's not going to come. Right? So the pipeline is probably one of the most important things that you can know about your business right now, especially you know, on our level with you know, a lot of commercial work. You're talking, you know, millions of dollars at a time. You're not talking if you miss out on a ten thousand dollar three tab house. Yeah, yeah. And that's on our side, we've kind of called it our heartbeat. Right. We're looking at it as like our heartbeat or our pulse 
of the traction that we have right now when it comes to production and who we can keep on and what exactly we can do. So, I mean, I agree with you guys 100%. And that's one thing that we did too is we just sat down and we were looking at, all right, where's our heartbeat at? Is the heartbeat right. going good? You know, no. uh, can, we, can we get it a little high and racy? We just don't want to get it real slow. So we've been able to keep that traction and it's been pretty good. It's been, it's been very fortunate. One of the other things that I know is, is big on your heart and my heart as well because we talk about it a lot uh, throughout the week is just kind of giving back uh, to the community and kind of what's going on right now. I know that you guys had something going on with uh, Northwest and, and with your wife and I had some stuff going on. I know we spoke yesterday. What, what were some of the things? Yeah, yeah. That you guys yeah. did. Also, not just from that standpoint, but I know you also did some stuff within your company as well. Yeah, we 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 have we've done a lot of stuff. You know, it started with our company because you know there's so much going on right now. Like I think the first week we kind of sat back and we're like, where do we give to right now? Because we we always have anyway. We do we do a lot of charity stuff. Um, always have. We don't publicize you know most of it, but. You know, throughout the years, we, we've always give a, a pretty good six-figure amount to, to different charities. And when this all went down, you know, we're sitting there going, what do we do? How do we help? And so the first thing that we think of was, hey, let's make sure all our people are taken care of, you know, all, you know, all our employees and the roofers and all that. And, and that, was, that was a pretty, pretty big amount of people, you know. We started out with taking everybody to – you know, we bought them all groceries for a couple of weeks. We didn't give them a limit. We're just like, here's a grocery cart, go in the store, fill it up. You know, I didn't look in there to see how many T-bone steaks they had in there or anything. We just fill it up. You know, we wanted people to do that. Um, we also, you know, the thing that I'm pretty excited about that, that Kim uh, is really big for her, means a lot to her is, is we're, we're feeding a hospital here in Denver um, next week. I believe on the 14th, we got a food truck coming in. Um, we're feeding, I believe, 450 doctors and nurses and staff there at the hospitals on there. You know, those guys are, are the real heroes right now, putting in all these hours. And when I can't imagine going into work, knowing you're going in to treat someone that has this, this disease, you know, and you're relying on little rubber gloves and a little mask that may not be that, you know, who the hell knows where that mask even came from. And so we just want to make, that, make sure those people know that, that we're thinking of them, that we appreciate them. And then I got it lined up, you know, in, uh, I believe, three other states starting next week as well. So some of the stuff we're doing. I know you've got a lot of cool stuff going on that you're doing, feeding some families. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was cool. You were telling me about that. Yeah, we got a couple of things we're doing. So uh, community or outreach-wise, and we're getting ready, actually, when we're done with this podcast, to put together some of the videos to go out. We're going to go ahead and initiate this and get this thing rolling in the next 24 hours. We're, we're going to give $200 uh, grocery gift cards and four rolls of toilet paper to a family every single day. And, you know, I, I don't know how long it's going to go on for. I want to try to say the entire shelter order. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for that. We just wanted to be able wow. to really help some families that were struggling. So the way that we're going to do it is uh, we'll go ahead and put out the video. People either direct message us or comment us, whatever they feel comfortable with. Uh, then they'll get a call. We'll see what the struggle is. Uh, and then put it all into a jar and draw a name every single day and then keep the name still in the jar. And we're just going to keep it going. You know, the other day I was like, well, 30 days. And I was like, well, maybe 40 days, five days. My goal and what I'm looking for uh, is just to do it until this thing is done. So we're going to try to knock this thing out. That's and, huge. And we're that's, gonna, that's we're, yeah, we're going to go in full PPE gear and uh, 
deliver it to them and then actually have an opportunity to pray with them. So we're really hoping that it'll be something where not only will we be able to supply them some stuff, but just an opportunity to tell people about the Lord while we're out there as well. That's that actually gave me chills, dude. You didn't tell me about that part of it. That's a, you know, what a blessing to how many people that, that you're going to do that to, man. Yeah. And then internally, that's, that's awesome. Internally, we just went, you know, cause we, as a business owner, you, and this is something you've even always taught me is you have to have a sustainable business and in order to have a sustainable business, it's just planning all the time. And one of the things I always picked up from you was plan in advance, not just the next few weeks, the next few months, the next year, the next quarter the following year. So I really looked at everything and I started doing all the addition and subtraction. I said, okay, I'm going to take a step out of face. So on my side, which was a much smaller scale than Northwest, I just said, okay, I'm paying everybody business as usual. I'm just pushing it out business as usual. So that's kind of the stance. I tell you now, I'll refine anything that needs to be refined because, you know, I can't just be zealous with no wisdom. But as we just ticked into this first one, that's how I've kind of been starting it off. So I think it's cool how we both have, you know, a bunch of things going on like that. Yeah. Now, here, here's the big ticket that everybody wants to know. You know, one of the main reasons they're going to listen to this thing. And uh, I think it's better to come from you. But as a roofing contractor or owner in this pandemic, Mm -hmm. What do you feel is one of the most important things to keep and run a sustainable business right now? How do these listeners keep it together? Listen, man, I tell you what, you, I mean, you, you know, this as much as anybody, you know, we talk quite often during the week and stuff and, and almost every time, you know, you'll, you'll message me or call me, I'll hit you and be like, you know, that little symbol on your phone. You're like, I'm in a meeting. <laughs> I was in a meeting and, and we have for, for a few years, right? We, we do a lot of meetings. And so for the last few years, we're obviously we're planning, you know, working on today. Obviously we always working on today. That's, that's huge. Um, but we got to work on tomorrow. We got to work on next week and I got to work on next year. And so one of the most important things that I could say right now of, of keeping this all together and, and, and thriving right now is, is one, hopefully you've been planning, you know, because it's been, it's been actually pretty neat because, you know, I was saying earlier, I've, I've talked to a lot of company owners over the last month, a lot of company owners, and I could count on one hand how many company owners didn't lay off anybody. Like literally, I, I've, I've talked to a hundred minimum. I've talked to a hundred minimum and I'm going to say 96 of them have, have laid off half of their staff. Yeah, not more. And the reason that was, you know, no offense, a lot of them are great company owners, but they just, they haven't, they've never really planned. They've never really planned for like a rainy day. You know, now all of a sudden we're having a rainy month, two months, three months, you know? So fortunately that planning process I think is really, is really key. And so right now to, to go further with that, what can I do right now? Obviously, I'm working on today. What can I do right now? What can I plan on for tomorrow? What can I plan on for the next day and next month? So we're literally sitting here planning and doing our stuff of like, how are we going to come out of this better? These lessons that these hard ass lessons that we're learning right now, even though we haven't laid off people, we're still learning lessons, bro. Like, you know, we're learning lessons on, on some of the ways that we wrote a contract. Mm -hmm. on a job 
you know, some payment terms, because I think sometimes when things are good, you get a little bit lazy and a little bit lackadaisical with the way that you'll write a contract specifically. You know, I, I have a few contracts that, you know, for whatever reason I was good with, like they gave me 25% down, you know, on a $1.5 million job, that down money didn't even come until two weeks after I started the job. And, you know, the payment terms are, are so screwed up that I'm owed, you know, whatever, $1.2 million and have been for 45 days. And normally when things are good, that doesn't affect us. We, it's business as usual. We're, we're going along. But now I'm, I'm just seeing some of these things that we didn't do as well as we should. So we're going to come out of it like as a better company. Just seeing things that you should be paying attention to that we didn't know. So taking this opportunity, where's all your weak points of your company? Right now, like where are you hurting right now today? And when this shit gets over, how are we going to be better because of it? Yeah. I like the way I said the opportunity because when I had a chance to sit down and, and kind of discuss it and process it myself, it was like, okay, am I happy about this? Absolutely not. None of us are. But it's an obstacle, like you said, that can become right. our opportunity because I'm a firm believer of this. We didn't see this coming, nor is anybody like it, but you never know who you are or who your company is until you get pressed. Once right. you get pressed, what comes out of it, then you know who you are and where there's lack is where we can then pretend to work on it and come out of this with a stronger company. So I agree a hundred percent on that. Well, dude, it's, it's been so eye opening. I, you know, obviously with, with just some of the success that we have and have, and have had over the years, we run a pretty decent ship, right? But we've been able to dig in on stuff over this time. We've taken this opportunity and we've dug in on things that, I'm going, what in the world? Like, where did that come from? What is that? You know, like we had a, we had a cost saving meeting like a week ago. We found like $7,000 worth of costs of like stupid subscriptions that like we don't even use that you subscribe to like a year ago that just renew that, you know, whatever, $7,000, $7,000. You know, so there's so many little things. I think most companies do things like that. We all think we really watch our bottom line until you're really pushed, right? And then you really watch your bottom line. So it's it's been good, man. We're, you know, I, I'm just, I, I pray that, that most companies are taking this time to get better and yeah. come out of this. I mean, there, there's a saying that in Tony Robbins, you know, he's always talked about winter is coming. Right. And winter is coming, meaning, you know, the economy is going to go a little bit, whatever. But winter is coming. And that's when you're truly successful. If you could thrive when, when it's winter, you're, you're those guys. You know, you're, you're those guys that you talk about the, you know, the Jeff Bezos and the, uh, I can't think, Warren Buffett's and all those. Like them, them guys thrive during stuff like this. Yep, they're making it happen just because they're so sustainable. <laughs> they're sustainable. It doesn't matter what happens, the economy, what happens to it, the pandemic, they're, they're right. always good. I think the thing that I've liked the most over the conversations that we've had over the last, I don't know, who keeps track of time anymore? Every day's a weekend. But, you know, it's, it's been right. we, we've always been positive about it. Yeah. Always been positive about it. And one of the things that we talked about last time, I think the last time I actually got to see you, was uh, not living in fear. 
Uh, and, you know, I've been looking over that text uh, every other day when I remember is it not right. in fear. And when I did that video the other day, I, I really felt well up that scripture, you know, that we've not been given a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. I think one of the most important things in this time is we just can't live in fear. And I think with what's going on, you know, we've, we've talked about a change and a shift in the industry. And you guys have really been uh, kind of the flagship and the forerunners and getting this thing done. And right. I watched the video that uh, Ishmael had put out for us the other day where myself, your wife, and you, we were kind of touching on those things. And it's like, this is the perfect environment, in my opinion, for God to work his greatest miracles. It's like, what better yeah. environment are we in? It'll be a landmark moment. So it's like, I like the positivity. And like, now's the time to shine. You know, we've always talked about, and you've always mentioned that when people look at the roofing industry, one of the things you said to me two years ago, they say, oh man, that's like worse than being a garbage man. Or those guys yeah. are always drunk or they're always using or they're doing this. And it's like, okay, now here we are in a time where we're all being pressed. Everybody's saying, so what are we going to do with it? We got food trucks going out, people getting fed. We got stimulus checks going out to people. And it's like, now we're getting to see the roofing industry make that change just in a different environment than what I personally thought it was going to be. No, dude, ab absolutely. And, and, you know, I've been so blessed over the last month of, of, I've, I've only had one day, I had one day that I got in fear, right? And it was like, it was like the second or third, no, I'll take that back. It was the, our first big company-wide Zoom call. Right. Had everybody on there and I had 45, 42, whatever it was called, 45 direct employees on this Zoom call. And I was looking and they're all on a Zoom. And I seen every one of them on there. And I, I just had this overwhelming, overwhelming feeling of like, what are we going to do? Like all these guys, like I'm looking at them and they're all in fear. Right. And it sucked me in. And I, I, I actually had to get off the call. Cause I don't, cause like I started crying. I don't want anyone to see me cry. So I like got off because I was scared. I was like, wow, there's 45 people. Cause you know, you've heard me talk about that before about being a leader and how you affect when you have 45 people at work for you and your actions affect those 45 people plus their family, plus their family's family. And it just, it just blows up. Right. And I got in fear because of that, but I, I was, where I was going with that has been so blessed that, you know, luckily I'm, I'm able to surround myself with, with people like you and other people in the industry that reel me back in that let me know that like, Hey, you're not out there alone. Number one, like you're not the only one going through this. Cause that's where I took it. I was like, poor me. I'm the only one out here. And, you know, when I'm screwed up, I can call somebody else and, and help me walk through that stuff and see what they're doing and talk me down and, and I pray and do all these things. And so it's, it's been pretty, pretty amazing, man. I know you do that a lot as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how this whole thing unfolds. Uh, well, I know you got another Zoom call coming up because every time I talk to you, you're on one. <laughs> and we got some other stuff that we'll be doing together here over the next couple of weeks. So I got a question to ask you, though. I got oh, all right. Ask you. All right. You're the, you're the foam man, the acrylic man. Okay. okay? <laughs> so how do you how do you think this is going to go? Like, so right now, um, I don't know the exact number. I have it somewhere, but we've had a lot of our capex jobs, you know, with with uh, property management companies that that are literally, you know, we're budgeted in for. May, June, July, that are, they're just gone. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going, Hey, I don't, you know, I, I don't think we're doing that. Like we ain't getting paid rent. So like we're, that, that money's gone. So where do you see this going, man? Like 
what are you doing? Do you, so, do you, do you see like with, with what you do with, with the foam and coating is going to be a lot bigger? I know it's already big, but like, where do you see this CapEx money going and how's it going to affect a lot of it? That's a great question because that's come up a lot and just kind of what I've dealt with. So I had some projects that were getting ready to start that were CapEx, uh, right. multifamily syndicate investors. And right. a lot of them were pulling uh, supplemental loan money from the bank. And I had a couple of them that were right about to fund. And as soon as this went down, they changed the lending guidelines to where they had to have a very aggressive amount of PITI reserves to even right. get the loan, which killed a lot of the funding. So I've seen on that side where it's just kind of halted it. But I do believe from talking to a lot of them that are sustainable, I have some of them that have been doing this 13, 15 years. They're saying, hey, it's going to be all right. We just got to wait for this thing to go through and then we should be able to get the money released. I'm not a lender. I don't know. That's just coming from the guys that deal with them all the time. On the other side of it, I've actually got two CapEx signed contracts, mm. uh, one starting on Monday and one starting the following week, where what I had to do is I had to minimize my margin a little bit in order to make it work. They're like, this is what we have for money. These are the hands that are involved. Can you be the guy to make this work? Fortunately, with the way that our uh, business is set up, I was able to do that. Now, granted, a lot of that for me comes from other contractors. So what I had to do is I had right. to make room for the contractors to be able to make money, which meant making a little bit less, but quantifying uh, over the basis of doing more jobs. So I see it as, for what I do, can you fit and mold and be pliable? to continue operating, but at the same token, make sure that you're doing enough to take care of the business and make it sustainable. Warranty claims, things that were unforeseen and fringes is that you didn't know were going to happen. So trying to make it work, but still using some wisdom in it. So that's how it's been kind of working for me. I've just been very fortunate that I have really good contractors that I work with, Northwest, some of these other companies that, you know, I'm safe with and I trust and I just right. Getting, getting some things done for those that are out there that aren't in the same type of niche as me it's can you be moldable and pliable can you find that niche that's working right now and how can you drive that business through the door right and i that's that's going to be key i mean a lot of my clients that i've been talking to you know they they don't know what's going to go on right they have they have no idea and it's been one of those things where i'm sitting here reassuring them and going i'm in it with you guys like yeah. i am not i'm not in it for the roof i did with you last year i'm in it for for the future and so you know let's let's figure this out let's sit down and talk what are you guys working with i know i know your bottom line took a hit on the capex but what are you what are you looking at you know let me let me provide some options for you you know don't let's let's make sure that our partnership is thriving you know, don't try to figure this out on your own. Let me come in and offer you some solutions. And that's been, that's been really big for a lot of them, especially now it's going to be even bigger. I think fluid applied restoration is going to see a little bit more of a growth right now. And the, the reason behind, you know, we've dialogued on this probably a hundred times, you know, we're both in agreement. Fluid applied restoration is not the answer to all things. But with the situation that we're in right now, when you can remove and replace the system, or we can come by and give it a, a restoration for less than half the cost with the same right. with the same warranty, whether it be 10, 15, or 20 years. Right. Where, and we're right now, we have to make smart economical decisions, speaking for the client's behalf. Then I think it's going to have a little bit more strength than it's had before. And it's also going to show the industry how good it really is. Because here's the bottom line on it. 
people think of fluids and they think of one of two things. There's no gray air. Either it sucks they want nothing to do with it because they've been on a, a bad foam roof or a coating that's dilapidated and pulling off like catfish skin, or they're riding that wave and they're kind of getting into it. There's only a few of us that have really been into it for a while. Right. I think now is it'll have an opportunity for people to really see how good the fluid market can be with the right people operating in it. So I am excited to kind of see that. The other thing that I have coming up that I've done is I have some actual syndicate multifamily guys. I believe we have one coming Friday of this week and one the following week. I'm trying to get Zoom stuff going with people that aren't just industry peers, but trying to bring some stuff in for our industry to see. So I'm going to have some real heart-to-hearts and sit-downs kind of like you and I are having now so they can tell us about what they're doing in their business so we can get a perspective on how to react. Well, that's what's important. That's what's important is is really figuring out that partnership. You know, you got you got to sell the fact that like you're in a partnership. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not in it to sell a job to one guy and do a job one time. Like I'm truly, I want to make a partnership. I mean, my goal is to is to literally have my 25 clients. That's it. You know, we'll take care. We'll take care of them like they've never seen before. I don't want to have to go market to 500 people, right? Like I'm gonna, I want to have my 25 clients, and 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 those guys are out there. My dog's trying to get in the room, so sorry about that. She's knocking on the door, but um, I want to have those clients, and so with that, that's a partnership that we're gonna have. And so coming in and letting me sit down with you, and 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 being you know a bigger company, being able to you know have a bigger network, I can offer you know we can offer a lot of options that most people can't offer, and so making sure that that partnership is is solid, man, is locking that down. Just going back to the root that everybody knows Northwest for, it's like you guys exude that excellence and that raving fan culture. Right. I've worked with you. I know exactly how it goes with that. So that's all that that does. I mean, you're sticking through them, you know, when it's time to stick through them. So like, I, like we said earlier, when you get pressed, what comes out, that's who you are. So it's right. like, okay, our, 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 our raving fan clients are getting pressed. We're not going to go find more rave fan clients. We're going to make sure we take care of what we still have and anything that may come in on the trickle effect. That's fine, but that's kind of hard during this time. But you guys are just sticking through with those clients, which is just building a, a stronger bond. And that's kind of why I was reaching out to some of my clients that, you know, we had deals that were hundreds of thousands of dollars and over seven figures that got killed. They got killed literally before the mobilization payment, which nobody likes that. But it's like the first thing we're going to do is just make, you know, like for instance, we're doing some repairs out on one of them for free. I just said, hey, listen, I'll take care of it. And then when you do get the funding, you know, we'll, we'll get the job done and we'll, we'll just make sure you're taken care of because there's a lot of people out there. You think of the multifamily world. We're always talking about the community. Okay, one of the ones had 31 buildings. They got leaks on a few of them. Those people are home right now and it's getting right. wet inside their unit. Right. So we just wanted to do what we could and just start taking care of stuff. So we've been doing repairs, just kind of saying, hey, look, we'll take care of it. We'll hash this out whenever this thing subsides. Right. No, that's, that's just, that's who you are. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I, I think the more that we do stuff like that and we show people, you know, our true hearts, it's, it's the best for the industry. You know, that's what I love about, you know, surrounding myself with guys like you is, is cause we're on really the same type of mission, you know, one to improve ourselves and our families, but yeah. two to also help the industry. Yes, sir. You know? yeah. Well, thanks for carving time out for me. Right on, right on. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to see you again in person pretty soon when all this thing passes. <laughs> Dude, you know? isn't it crazy? Like, I'm Jones, and I haven't been on a plane for like a month. Oh, like, yeah. it's been it's been ten years, right? I've yeah, been yeah. on a plane a couple times a week. Wild. I'm like, where's the airport? I thought I lived there. No, I'm yeah. home but you know what I think is wild about it is I've got to spend, for me personally, like so much time with my family. 
and yeah. with my son and everything that it's like, man, John, like you were really gone a lot. Maybe you need to reevaluate when this does come back around, how gone, you, how much you were really gone. So I think for me, slowing me down a little bit, slowing everybody down in this nation a little bit, start putting our focuses on things we weren't focusing about before. Dude, it's, it's crazy because, uh, you, you realize, you know, there, there's, there's this deal with, you know, God handles all your needs, right? Like God gives you what you need. And if you look at some of the stuff that, that we do on a daily basis that we think we need, that we think we deserve, that we're deserved, man, that half the stuff that, that I thought I needed or deserved not even, not even like I even I forgot what it even is now. It's here so long, right? And it's it's just crazy to think, you know, like all I had to do, I had to fly here, fly there, fly there, you know, do this, do that. Man, I'm just jumping on Zoom calls. Like my dog's loving life. My dog, my dog was knocking on the door trying to get in. My wife had to come let it in here. You know, I mean, I'm home. Yeah, and, and and it's it's business as usual. Like we figured out a way how to make this work. I'm home. I'm sleeping in the same bed every night as my wife. I'm not in a hotel. You know, every other night. Like this, it's a, it's a good lesson to 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 tell us we could do a lot more and 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 have a lot better work life balance with our family than what we've done over the past. Man, we still have to travel some, oh, but yeah. we could do a better job. I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, yeah. that's it. Northwest Roofing and Most Influential COVID-19 Sustainable Business Podcast.